from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. And we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Friday field trip, Brightline on the move. We're at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, the Astros, and the Marlins. We just saw Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas throw out a first pitch, and it appeared as if Stone, uh, Josh wrestled Dean to the ground to get to the mound first. What yeah, happened? There? I don't know. The camera didn't get to it quick enough. They showed it, and Dean was on the ground. That was weird. Uh, but it looks like everything made it to the plate, I think. Uh, so, and, and again, still time to get out of here. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. This is the best place to go see spring training. Jeanette Javier, ESPN West Palm Zoo, the in-game host uh, here for the Houston Astros. Sunday night. Uh, it is an honor for the ages. It is an induction into the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame. A man who has, you've emceed this event, right? In the y- past? Yes. Yes, and now he's being inducted into it. He is the president of Good Karma Brands. He is the former general manager at ESPN West Palm, and he is our good friend, Steve Pollitt Sr. First of all, congratulations for your induction to the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame. Thanks, Kenny. I think I, I, think I have seated eight years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but that was, some of those were before I got down here, um, and the trajectory changed. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. It's all going towards you right. being inducted. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, what year did you move here again? 2007. Um, it was probably around that era. a couple that after that, yeah. Uh, around that era. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, definitely well after that era. So. And, um, you know, and, and I've been to many of them before. Never, never, ever, ever sat there thinking, Will I be an inductee one day? That's um, awesome. How, how do you get notified? Is it like the Pro Football Hall of Fame where you're in a hotel room and they knock on the door and, yeah. and they inform you? How does well, that there's, work? There's, I, I, so I, I know a lot about it because I've been a longtime board member yeah. of the Palm Beach County, um, you know, of uh, the Sports Commission, and then was on the Hall of Fame board for many years. So I never had the privilege of being the one to call because it would always be, they'd say, who's closest with this person? Uh-huh. Let's inform them. Or the president of the committee, of which I you know, was neither. Um, I got calls basically within an hour from both um, you know, the person who wanted to reach out to me, which was the executive director, yeah. George Lindley, yeah. as well as the longtime president of the committee, which is Bill Davis. And they both left me great messages. And I, and I, and I still have the messages. That's awesome. Um, they're, really, they're really neat. They're really neat. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but you know, maybe on a day where um, you know, kind of down, I'll, <laughs> I'll just play it back. Yeah. Um, a little serotonin boost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was very, very cool. The closest you'll ever get to that. Yeah. Knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but I um. So so all all like joking aside with this, this is awesome and like sincere congratulations. Thanks. And this is apex stuff. This is like what people don't realize is there was nothing here like this before you and Craig Carmazin decided, hey, let's come to this market, this Palm Beach County Treasure Coast market. It was underrepresented or just not represented by any type of sports media. What was that like when you were trying to pick out, hey, where do we want to build this thing all the way back in the early 2000s? Yeah, thanks. And, and first off, uh, th- I accept this award humbly. It's really on behalf of what we have done here with ESPN West Palm. I've had the good fortune of being the leader of it for you know a long time. Now Stephanie Prince um, runs uh, the market here day to day, but it's I mean it's you guys. It's it's everyone that has contributed, you know, to the difference that I think we made here. And and I kind of whittle it down to 
We we identified what a sports fan is mm-hmm. here, which is an incredibly uh, diverse sports fan yes. from an interest perspective, and um, and given them a home. And that was the first thing that no one had really ever given that group a home before. Um, you don't have to be an outcast by moving somewhere and and a place where everyone is a fan of something else. Right. Um, so I think we instead we just embrace that. We said you know you don't have to be a you know we're in a unique market where uh, and unique times. There are certain places that are very provincial where you move to. You're likely going to jump on with those teams there. But this is a place that has so many people from so many different places. We wanted to embrace. This that. is a local national sports approach. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And well said. And then the second piece is is the investment we made in high school and youth sports to give kids uh, a platform to be able to be discovered. Uh, that's probably the thing I'm most proud of. I, I, I love the first part of it because no one had ever given that, um, I think, uh, an option. Mm. But the second part is giving them the platform before. And, and I know that as a result of that, we have elevated the visibility of our athletes, which has gone on, give them chances to go and play at another level. Um, not singularly because of anything we did, but certainly the, um, the exposure you know, that we provided, yeah. you know, has helped. And that that's the thing that I'm always most proud of. Stone's a part of that, too. I was going to say, I can speak directly to that, being an athlete from the 772. I mean, ESPN West Palm was a staple. It was always something that I wanted to reach. There were people that I wanted to contact. And you said that it didn't affect you directly getting to the next level. I would beg to differ. There were guys in my life, like I can mention Chris Coquel and stuff, that got me to the next level and had the connections. And I yeah. was always a fan of, of Ken's and always wanting to get on the show, always bugging Brian, hey, get me here. If you guys post me, you know, I can at least get a little more outreach. And so you guys have been a staple. Oh, I have a fan of Ken's. Yeah. And that, is it one of those things where, like, when you met the person you're a fan of, now you're like, oh, I wish I never met that guy? 1,000%. Is it that yeah. kind of vibe? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I've never told Ken this, but it was always hearing him on the radio. It was that, that you said you wanted that New Jersey voice. You wanted that, that staple voice on the yeah. radio. That's what it was to me hearing you. So it's hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious. So the, the fact that when I came down here in 2007, Steve was the general manager, and we were in that small office uh, on Palm Beach Lakes on the yeah. seventh Hired floor. Hired Kenny. Yep. Hired Kenny. Absolutely. Dolphin season was just starting, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was like er, August It was, it was near the end of the, oh, of the one in 15 season. It was near the end of it, and then I picked up the Dolphins beat going into that oh, very okay. next year. Yeah. It was at like midway point of the FAU college basketball yeah. season. Yeah. And I never been south of Orlando in my life, so I come down here. Steve had his uh, his his office, which was bigger than everyone else's, but it was tiny. Like the yeah. fact that now I don't think any of those offices would ever be considered big. No. So, but but the way this has grown to uh, uh, now Phillips Point and uh, moving now uh, to downtown West Palm, and now you've got uh, the the Boca Raton Bowl is part of this entire thing. Still yep. with the high school coverage, the WPTV. This is grown into such an expansive sports brand and this isn't this isn't sports media per se like this is sports marketing yeah. right here it encompasses everything well uh, of course there's always a business element to it we need to be able to you know you guys pay pay your guys fat salaries so you know there has to be an element right and it, it, it's basic if you if you provide some content whether that is radio or, you know audio content or the events that we execute Right, in the community, probably most notably the Boca Raton Bowl, um, you need some sort of interest you know, level. So you have to have good content, good talent, and then you know, businesses benefit from that because they're able to reach you know, the people that are following that. Um, but that's what pays the bills. I think the story is, is really more about 
what you know hopefully the difference we've made like yeah. stone has said yeah and i think just enhance the visibility of what an awesome sports community this is yeah it's i didn't good. even mention the top 63 events yeah i mean another thing we are so proud of and you know 63 of the uh, most notable high school football seniors going into each year where how many years in are we now uh, uh, we are heading into year nine i, I believe. can vividly remember the very beginning the conversations about uh-huh. doing something like this the ideas where we were sitting down and what should we do and how many should we have and uh, who should be and 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 the first year, Stone? You mean you know probably even before your time. The first years of it, we had to beg football coaches oh, yeah. to change their practice days so they could send players awesome. to come to it. And now it yep. is where people are vying. Um, we're getting notes, and uh, you know, and our team, you guys probably more than me now, get notes like. Hey, have you seen what so-and-so is doing? We're getting videos. Make sure you take a look at this kid because this is going to make a difference for their recruiting. They want to say I was the top 10 of top 63 year, you know, 2021, 2022. I see those messages every day. That come in. Steve Pollard, senior, the former GM of ESPN West Palm, the president of Good Karma Brands, being inducted into the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame on Sunday night. Uh, And I, other than, than hiring me, in yep. 2007. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what are you most proud of from the time that the station flipped on for the first time in 2003, even through now? And I know the last couple of years, you're, you know, you're, you're in every market of what's now an expansive coast-to-coast version of Good Karma Brands, the parent company of ESPN West Palm. But what are you most proud of that's been able to be accomplished here with ESPN West Palm? Creating an entity you know, that employs dozens and dozens you know of people and lets them do their thing you know really that you know we like what if this didn't exist you know what would you be doing what would i be doing right um so for me it's that because then letting you guys and girls do what you do then creates these opportunities for so many you know other people to be covered to receive visibility you know to receive you know the exposure and uh, i also think the way the local community ultimately embraced us and i say ultimately because we fell on our face in a lot of ways um you know we've made plenty of mistakes this is a very unique market as you know you know espn radios in many markets Mm -hmm. around the country we're aligned we're involved in many of those markets in some markets it's a little bit easier because you know in this market everyone's a fan of this and just saying, like, we're not trying to change what you're a fan of, but we share the common denominator that we're fans. Yeah. And sports is as about passionate fans. I can't think of working in any other market because this is perfect for me because I can – this market is better suited to me talking crap about other fan bases than any other market <laughs> in the <laughs> country. Doubt. It's perfect. It's and, just perfect for me. And you are, uh, in many ways, a great epitome of what a sports fan here is. You have your teams that you've adopted in oh, yeah. your right. embrace. Like but I'm an you. outsider. You still love your White Sox. Yeah. Like, you're – Literally, and obviously you have your you know FAU affiliation. Right. But which I'm is, a which, melting pot of all of the things, and that really is that epitomizes you know a sports fan here. I get this a lot, uh, and I guess I'll even pay you this compliment publicly. Um, that where's it tougher to be a host, and and you can definitely make a case that in a market where you have to have not just we all watched that game yeah. last night, what's our biggest takeaway, which is also a challenge because you have to be different and fresh and unique. It's of everything that was going on in the sports ecosystem last night right. or yesterday or coming up, what is going to be the thing that is most unique or that is going to stand out the most that is going to get people interested? Well, as an example of that, let me pose to you what we started the show with because it occurred to me while watching that insane Bucks nets game last night that Giannis is truly unlike any other player in the NBA, and I've never seen him in person. And I would pay a 
good amount of money to go see Giannis play. Is he the most beautiful? No. Is he the most dominant? Perhaps. He's just different. And I was asking, what current athlete would you pay most money to see? Now, we've gotten a lot of Tiger. Yeah. We've gotten a Roger Federer. We've gotten individual sports like that. But I want to see him individually in a team sport. What about you? Because you've been to Super Bowls and done the whole thing. And But is there someone you haven't seen or is nearing the end of their career that you are going to uh, shell out? Yeah, I'm for? leaning more towards like those end of the careers yeah. because That's where I think you, it was you going. have a second to, to, you know, like to have perspective yeah. on it. And everyone like, is Tiger going to play? Is Tiger mm-hmm. going to play? Like, and then can you think of something that you would rather say you attended and participated like, this in? This year's Masters of this that's was it. the one, you know, yeah. when this was the this was the one. Yeah. Um, Brady will be interesting this year because it, it could be the end, but right. who knows? He already came back. I honestly think, you know? and I've said it, and I think there's a lot of t- scuttlebutt about the Dolphins yeah. at some point well, one day. Once the fall comes, Tyree Kill, that's where I'm spending all my money. Nice. There, so. Yeah, yeah awesome. so, um, you know, you have, you have those. I, I'm still leaning towards, I was just racking my brain on this, still leaning towards Tiger. You know, there's, in, in the NBA, I was at the Heat game the other day. I mean, you can see somebody have an amazing day an amazing the way the game now yeah, is yeah. played you know anytime right it's cra- it's just crazy so it can say hey Steph Curry but Steph Curry may get better in two years from now because right. these guys are all getting better exactly. with age but it just like it was crazy to me that I see Giannis last night 44 points and he's on the floor at the same time yep. as Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and I found myself Giannis is the one that I would pay the money to see, which is crazy. And you just mentioned guys getting better. Giannis is better now than he was when he won the MVP yep. two years ago. Yep. And, and, and he's still not going to win the MVP and this he's year. Still uh, not yeah. exactly. Um, but he's got two. So the but the other thing or one the other thing um, that you just hit on with that. Oh, see, I thought KD is just the way he can get a shot. Oh, he's off, awesome. The way he can move. Yeah. yeah. Even at the end of the game. I yeah. mean, you, at the end of regulation. You knew he was getting the ball. Yeah. You knew he was getting a shot off. Like, it's just incredible. I, um, I was at Heat Nets the other night. Mm-hmm. The two things for me on that game, just um, in terms of, I mean, because you have to put Kyrie and Durant as athletes that would be up there. Yeah, for Kyrie sure. has officially become Allen Iverson. Um, he yeah. can stop on a dime yep. like nobody else in the NBA. He's a slinky. He is so, he is so slick and so smooth yeah. at the same time. Durant can get a shot off from anywhere at any time. It's, it's his body contortions do things that are almost not human. Right. Uh, it's like he's, what's it called, triple limb, quadruple yeah, limb. Yeah, not even LeBron can doing do things. that stuff. Yeah. And with how thin he is in I the know. NBA getting the pounding for all those years. And he just takes it. Yeah. He just takes it. It's takes awesome. it, doesn't get riled up, doesn't get affected. Yeah. Talks to smack, but always within um, uh, hint within the emotions that he can handle. Right, and then he takes to Twitter and talks more smack. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. Or has Sometimes like, on a yeah. burner account. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you talk about how thin and nimble. I think Kyrie dished him a ball late in the game, and he got fouled. The guy came down on his ankle. Yep. And he was down for probably three or four minutes, but he came back and stepped yep. right up to the free throw line yep. and knocked down all three. Yep. This will be shocking to you, Stephen. Again, Steve Politiner is going into the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame on Sunday night. Uh, it is an incredible honor and really, as Steve said, a testament to what ESPN West Palm has become. Uh, yeah, I, let's make clear that it has nothing to do with any athletic prowess. Because, And I was reminded that yesterday because I got hurt stretching. <laughs> I got injured at home stretching. What stretch? Uh, hamstring. My hamstring. 
Uh, I, right. I literally pulled my hamstring stretching, a stretch I do daily. Um, so just to re- it was, like I think to it was a reminder yeah. from like you know a higher power that was like, don't try to think you're going in this thing for any anything you did. You know, Hank Aaron's in there for that reason. Jack Nicklaus right. is in there for that reason. Right. Anquan Bolden's in there for that reason. Pierre Garçon, uh-huh. our teammate, uh-huh. going there, you know, for that reason. But you know, you did some nice things in the yeah. in the sports uh, business community. Uh, well done. You've got a good brain. That's yeah. a, that we'll we'll go yeah. we'll go that route. Um, I I have. You know me, like oh, Coach K. Of course, I'm like God. That guy, I got enough of him. I yep. retire already. But I'm finding yeah, you want myself. Him to, you want him to lose by fifty, right? But I'm, like, I'm now. I'm finding myself. Like, I kind of want this to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's the tiger. It's the nostalgia. I'm caught up in it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think Coach K is a good guy. Great coach, obviously. But now that they're in the Final Four, yeah. I'm kind of in on Duke, and I don't know how to right. handle that. But college has done one amazing thing that no other sport has done with its Final Four. Making to the Final Four. Is it? Yeah, that's You're done. Right. You did that's it. the accomplishment. You, they t- how many Final Fours? Exactly. Have you, who, what, what, do they say in sports how many conference championships do you, you know, have you gone to right, or right. in the NFL? Well, in baseball? This is going right? to be random. I went down a Final Four championship wormhole. Series? Like yep. this morning, I was watching Duke UNLV from the 91 yep. uh, Final Four. They yep. called it the National Semifinals. It was very Rarely did they say Final Four, and you're right. The brand now has become the accomplishment. Yeah, the last 15 years, I think it's completely become about just making it to that. Also, as the tournament has expanded to 68, yeah, you know, it was uh, more, yeah. more, Which of is a, needless. more of an accomplishment. Don't ever get me started on that nonsense. But even just from 64, like maybe 20, 30, when did it go to 64? I think 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So, yeah, now it's just that. Right, because I think it's the only sport where just getting to the Final Four right. is considered success. Right. Uh, I just want to make sure I touch on this, too, uh, with you as a Yankees fan. Brian Cashman whining about the Astros yeah. is very off-putting for the Yankees. I was surprised. So it, was a little, it was a little weird because... You know, when that, the Yankees last won the World Series, you know, A-Rod was... Yeah, he was know, uh, injecting uh, things yeah. into his veins a lot. So I thought it was... Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought it was odd, but the thing about Cashman is you can't last that long in New York with... The media and the scrutiny yeah. without knowing what you're talking about and how and where you're talking about it. So who knows if there was something motivational. Um, but it was, yeah, it's bizarre. And you're citing the Astros. They, they have Astros, ex-Astros on the right, team. Right. They have Marwin exactly. Gonzalez. They signed this week yeah. or last week. Right. Who was a, like, truly connected you know, to that era. So it's odd. Um, but... It's funny because I was in Texas a couple of weeks ago, and I had a Yankee hat on, uh-huh. and they're, you know, they're friendly, but they are like, oh, you're like, you call us cheaters, you're the cheaters. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you had A-Rod, you had A-Roy, like, you got Garrett oh, Cole yeah. last year, oh, you know, yeah. with the ball, and they're like, you guys are the cheaters, I don't know why you call us the cheaters. So it's really <laughs> kind of interesting getting the different perspective. Uh, how long is uh, the acceptance speech, the induction speech? I already I heard thinking. there's over-unders. Yeah, oh, I already heard, heard there's secret it? over-unders. I don't know, I'm not being told, yeah. because, you know, that. I would, that would mess things up. Right. Now, um, they have given us a general time limit. And look, I, as I said, I, I emceed that event mm-hmm. for nearly a decade. And I kept track of, of each speech, just kind of a, a personal bet with myself uh-huh. on each speech, how they would go. This uh-huh. one's going to go over. No, this one's going to go under. What, what do you think? Well, I can't, I can't give you mine because I don't want to alter it, but we'll just say it's probably a little on the, the high end. Okay. Because here's what's going to happen. Steve we'll is out. going to make sure that he mentions and gives out the website and the ticket information for <laughs> the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Right, Bowl. right. Uh, he's going to talk about ESPN Digital. Thank everyone in the history of uh, uh, GKB. Yeah, exactly. Every intern. Uh-huh. Yep. Every because inter- we, I'll have every intern's name. Yeah, and that's what he does. Exactly. Yeah. Because Steve pays attention to that stuff and makes sure that that stuff's in front of him. But yeah. that's where I don't think Steve realizes it sometimes. 
sometimes then things balloon a little bit. Yeah. But he makes sure that everybody's mentioned. But again, that's why it's the high end for me. I, I've seen it in action. Yeah. Okay. I would go the opposite route, and, and I, I wouldn't know. But I would say you're so much of a veteran that you've been there, done that. It'll be short and sweet to the point. Well, never been there, done points. that to this. Never been there, done that. That is true. To, you know, to this. That is but, true. Um, I, uh, I've. I've observed other speeches, and um, I'll do my best. Uh, from what I understand, it will be later in the evening. Yeah. So I'm guessing people will be um, a little antsy, and I'll try <laughs> to make um, make uh, keep that in mind. But, Steve, honestly, uh, we're super proud of you. We're all super pumped. It's always good to have you down here, but now, uh, you know, being able to hang out for a little bit and then you being inducted on Sunday is super awesome. awesome. So well, congratulations, yeah. Thank man. you. This is home, and while the role's grown and travel around because of, you know, the great growth of, of uh, the company, um, being here today is the best. I love spring training. I love the chance to get out and be at a game. And just like even see like there's kids around whatever schools are off or people are yep. visiting or yep. you know out of town schools or uh, out of area schools or maybe on spring break like this is this is as pure you know as it gets. And uh, just real quick note for anybody, Jeanette Javier, our own Jeanette Javier is the one who's doing the in-game entertainment here today at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches. Andrew Imber, former ESPN West Palm intern, Florida wow. Panthers PA voice, wow. is the PA voice in spring training of the ballpark oh, of the Palm nice. Beaches. We I have people that. absolutely Jeanette, everywhere. I didn't know about Drew. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We have people yeah. absolutely everywhere. Cool. And and Steve is is the reason for that. That the, this whole thing was birthed, and now it's become what it's become. Steve can. Congrats, buddy. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll return after this. Ballpark of the Palm Beach is Brightline on the move. Hanging out on a Friday. Friday Night Lights, Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. We got some breaking news. We'll get to it in a second. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash sport. So I uh, want to make sure that Stone Lebanowitz is sitting down for this Friday Night Lights uh, because his boy has just tweeted something significant, and it is breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. LeBron James just tweeted, I'm out for the season officially. See you all in the fall. That is going to be an L.A. Lakers playoff miss. It appears. I mean, the, the timing is just perfect because the Spurs, who are a half game out of the plan, play the Trailblazers tonight, uh-huh. the absolute worst team in the NBA. So they will, again, shoo themselves back into the playing game and put the Lakers out, who just got blown out last night by Utah. So, yep, now, it's time to hang them up. Another part of this, though, is that it is April Fool's Day. So I suppose we have to wait to see if this is actually a thing. Okay, good call. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are jogging out of the tunnel. Next game, it will be a April uh-huh. Fool's joke. Here yep. they come. Uh, there have already been some lame ones, like Julian Edelman announcing that he was going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that obviously not happening. Uh, there was also a tweet from Canes All Access that they're calling off the Miami-Florida State game this year, which was really stupid. Um, but LeBron... I think with that, that breaking news, we're going to have to actually wait and see based on the nature of the day. Now, that is also trash if that's what LeBron is doing. Yeah, they, because LeBron, all he's done is complain about his ankle. And, oh, yeah, it's not good. It's My ankle's not good. My ankle's a, a real, real big problem. And if this is actually an April Fool's joke on LeBron's part, I, that, that is just as petulant 
as can be. And I, I'm fine with people joking, but that actually is a legitimate, legitimate child move. Yeah, I'm very confused because it, it's not the day to make that joke because the remaining games the Lakers have on the schedule, they could very well lose every single one. Yeah. And the Spurs, who I, I said a second ago are competing for that playing spot, have an easy route, so so it makes sense if he were to be hanging them up. So I don't like. I don't so like this is so he tweeted it 18 minutes ago, and he still has not sent out an April Fools or anything like that. Now why don't we let's do a little on-air sleuthing here? So is it legit? We're gonna go to ESPN, and I don't see anything on ESPN yet, which leads me to believe that none of the ESPN insiders. Uh, no, Woj, they're not reporting anything. So I just don't know. I honestly don't know. So here's, here's the, the only thing we know is LeBron James tweeted 18 minutes ago, I'm out for the season officially, see you all in the fall. That's, that's it. Not, that's unlike LeBron. Usually we would get a long paragraph. Like would he do an April Fool's joke though? Absolutely. Absolutely LeBron James would do an April Fool's joke. <laughs> This would be so lame. Look at this daunting remaining schedule. They, 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 might, they might very well lose every single game here. It's Denver. It's Phoenix. They're underdogs to the Pelicans tonight. Golden State and then Denver again. Like they, they're not in good shape. So, I mean, so for him to hang them up makes sense. The way, the way I look at it, though, the Lakers aren't winning a championship. No. So why would LeBron continue to play if there is a, legit, a legitimate ankle problem like LeBron's been moaning about now for the last week, week and a half? Yeah, at this stage in his career, he is looking for championships only. And if, if it's not, you know, foreseeable, then yeah, he'll hang him up for the rest of the season. Would you be angry if LeBron sent out an April Fool's joke saying he was done for the season? Like, if this is a joke, are you annoyed by it? Because I kind of am, considering that it's really sort of childish. And again, I'm all for fun. I'm all, but but this is a guy who's been complaining and then he's going to, oh, April Fool's. Like, I, I'm really starting to feel like it's an April Fool's joke. You know why I wouldn't be angry? Because you can't make that joke and then come out in your next game that you play and lose. So we're going to see him give everything he's got if this were to be a joke and he was to actually take court for the Lakers. But I would be angry if, yeah, he, he it was a joke and he came out and they got their uh, butts kicked. I just don't know why I'm so annoyed by it if it is an April Fool's joke. It could be real. And everything I'm saying could be completely wrong with this with LeBron. But I just get the sense because there's so much crap that flies around. Like David Njoku today of the Browns, uh, he tweeted early this morning that he instructed his agent to uh, explore a trade. And then he's April Fool's. Like that stuff's not funny. You're also not that guy. You're also not that guy. Absolutely. Like, fans, Browns fans were like, woo. They were like, oh, okay, what can you're we David get for Njoku. him? What can we get for him? Right. right. Yeah. If I was a Browns fan, I'd be like, oh, man, he had me. And I thought that was good. I was feeling positive about that. LeBron has tweeted he's done for the year. Is it real or is it an April Fool's joke? We don't know. If it is an April Fool's joke, are you annoyed by it? Are you annoyed by it? Because I kind of am. If it is an April Fool's joke, a guy who's been complaining about how hurt he is, then joking about him being out for the year is really lame yeah, in I, my mind. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're okay. I, I was also just going to say I'm not ready for wine LeBron just yet, too. You know, I had hope as of like a month ago that there was a chance they'd get into the playoffs. But now he's going to be relaxing, you know, posting more stuff on social media, drinking wine. 
smoking cigars. I, I'm just, just doing not, his thing. Just doing his thing, and I'm just not ready for it. By the way, more uh, breaking news. This is actually for real, real, brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. We know the United States group in the World Cup in Qatar. Here are the teams in Group B. That's where the USA is. The U.S. has England, Iran, and one of the following three teams, Scotland, Wales, Ukraine. I tell you what, that's going to end up being the easiest group that the U.S. has had in quite some time. It sounds like it. I mean, England, Iran, and either Scotland, Wales, or or uh, Ukraine. I mean, that is legit going to be one of the easiest groups that the U.S. has ever had at the World Cup, which obviously means they're going to get dumped out in the group stage, right? I mean, that's exactly what it means, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so LeBron James has tweeted he's done for the year. For whatever reason, if this is an April Fool's joke, I'm really annoyed by it. Really annoyed by I mean, by it's just it. not a good one. I just think it makes a lot of sense for him to shut it down because, again, oh, my ankle, my ankle, my ankle, my ankle, my ankle. And the Lakers are not winning the damn thing this year. Not winning a thing. But I, I don't know what to believe on this day. April Fool's Day tends to just be the worst. We've already seen guys like Njoku and guys like Julian Edelman have really bad April Fool's Day jokes on Twitter. I just, I don't know. I'm annoyed for for no reason, I think. I'm not a fan of April Fool's for reasons we've just discussed. Social media has ruined it. The entitled athletes or celebrities think that, you know, people care about them enough that they feel like they can do an April Fool's joke. Yeah. And and, and when it comes out and you're realizing what kind of joke they made, like we said with David Njoku, you're just not that guy. I just, I'm wondering why I feel annoyed at the prospect that that's an April Fool's Day joke from LeBron. Is it because... I don't like April Fool's Day, or is it because I just naturally go to the side of, ugh, LeBron's so corny? Two. You think it's two? Well, <laughs> that was a really quick response on your end. I was going to say, I don't, I'm not guessing there. I know it's two. Uh, <laughs> David is in West Palm. David's on Ken Levick Alive. Stone just handed me an inconvenient truth. What's going on, David? Hey, guys. Uh, it, it reminds me of the stock market. Um, four words. Uh, the, the sports books and fantasy leagues. That it affect, it's so immature to affect people's uh, yeah. positions or and, and it, it literally if it is, I would I'm irate. It, it's just not it's, funny. Like it's there's nothing funny about it. Like it, what? Where in his brain is he? Like, oh, I'm gonna get them. That's gonna be awesome. You're right though. It does mess with a lot of people. And appreciate the call. It does mess with a lot of people. He's right. Like, there are consequences for a guy of his prowess. Like, I, I was annoyed with it before I even thought about that, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point from David, though. Seriously, odds makers and, and stocks and, and the, te- the team's brand and who's going to come to the games the remaining the remainder of the season, like ticket sales and stuff. Like, LeBron holds that power. So I just, making that joke is just bad time. I cannot find anything else on Twitter that backs up LeBron's tweet or anybody following up on that. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but... I'm just annoyed by it. I'm legit annoyed by the entire thing. There's no reason to joke about something like that when all you've been doing is making people feel bad for you with how bad. I'm not, and I'm not saying his ankle isn't hurt. I'm not saying that he's not banged up. We know he's banged up. We know he's hurt. But um, I also think that when it comes to joking or an April Fool's Day joke, everything is so misguided when it comes to that. Joke about something else. Find another reason to joke or something else to focus on, but not, oh, I'm done for the year. 
And if I was a Lakers fan, I'd also be annoyed by it as well. But this begs the question, if LeBron is indeed hanging it up, yes, he has the championship in the bubble, but other than that, what have the LeBron Lakers been other than a massive, gigantic disappointment? Yeah, at least I got a ring. I mean, th th that gives them at least another year or two to, to fool around. But I think, in my opinion, Anthony Davis is gone. Things, decisions need to be made. I'm ready to give Russ another chance because I think he, he, can, he can, in the right situation... Another chance to what? He's coming around, and I know that's a joke, and, and that's something that everybody can laugh at. But once he finds his rhythm, he'll be fine. But I think we do need money. We do need space, and getting rid of Anthony Davis will uh, free a lot of that up. We've been discussing what current athlete you'd pay the most money to see. I realized last night I would shell out big bucks for Giannis. Uh, is he the most dynamic player? Maybe not, but he's the most physical. He's the most imposing player. I appreciate that. I want to see that. I'd pay big money for that for sure. Uh, it, it, I mean, that that's where I would go with that. If, I got a question. If they were to tell you that the game was going to go into overtime and Giannis and Kevin Durant were both going to hit big shots with like under three seconds left, would you have paid pay-per-view for it? <laughs> pay-per-view? Uh, let's not go crazy. I don't know. Let's that not game, go crazy. I, so I was driving to my buddy's house and I, I saw how much time was on the clock and I immediately called him. I said, unlock the door and put on the Bucks-Nets <laughs> game. Unlock and, the door. And when I walked into the house, I stormed it, almost broke the door and I was eight 18 seconds left. Like, I would have totally paid money for that game. That is and, hilarious. And, and when I turned it on, Giannis at the top of the key, something we've never seen, the crossover and the step back. How wild is it that the shot that he hit to break the Bucks' all-time scoring record was a three? It was a How nasty insane three. is that? I so absolutely skilled. love that. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk with Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, our sports law and sports agent insider, not to mention we'll keep taking your calls on which current athlete you pay the most money to see. 888-760-3776. 888 we're at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, and Jeanette Javier is in her car with the wave that the Astros criticized. He's Stone the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Time now for our weekly visit with Pat Lawler, our good friend, and also our sports law and sport, sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Pat Lawler from Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Any personal injury matter, free consultation, get it set up at wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Uh, Pat, I hear you're, uh, you're, you're on the move today. You've been out west a little bit. Yes, out here in the Great Muck area. 
I love it. I absolutely love it. And I know you've been uh, working uh, with uh, some past and current NFL guys out there as well. Uh, It's funny how you're you're a former NFL agent, but the NFL has never quite left you. You're still uh, doing uh, and trying to help these guys in the league or trying to especially uh, branch outside of football. Yeah, it's exciting because these young men and their families are uh, finally got approval from the state for the restaurant out there, the Muck Tavern on and, and, uh, Lake Okeechobee. Wow. Uh, we're meeting about the first annual Muck Sports Hall. Uh, did we lose you, Pat? Let's see if we can get Pac back on because anybody who's driven to the Muck knows that you're going to run into those pockets of no cell service. Yeah, I mean, no doubt That's about like that. That's like the, the certainty is you'll see a lot of sugar cane, and you're going to lose cell service at one point. I'm very intrigued, though. Who would be in the Muck Hall of Fame as far as sports go? Because that's the, an interesting conversation. Yeah, the initial class in the in the Muck Hall of Fame. I mean, are you going with uh, an Anquan and a Jesse Hester? And you're two for two, no doubt. Those yeah. are first ballot guys. I, I just wonder how many how many get put in. Um, and uh, I wish we could ask Pat. Yeah, yeah, Cyrus, let us know when we uh, when we get Pat back here. But um, I guess the first two would, for me, be Anquan and Jesse Hester. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Obviously, Anquan was going to come first. And yeah. He, he would be that guy representing that. So say you're putting in three. Say you're putting in three. The first three inductees. Who's the third after that? Uh, Santonio Holmes? Damn right it is. Yeah. Of course. Those are the first three, right? I think that's who I was looking for. I mean, I got to think, who am I missing, though? Let's open it up. Uh, Cyrus is trying to get Pat back. Let's open it up, though, too. Uh, who would be the first three inductees into the Muck Hall of Fame? The first three inductees into the Muck Hall of Fame. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The three that come to mind are uh, Santonio Holmes, are Anquan Bolden, are Jesse Hester. Now, someone's going to call and say, bro, you're an idiot. What about Fred Taylor? Oh, hell yeah. Right? Absolutely. So this is tough. And now it's getting tough. I I feel like the more we remember, the more inductees we're going to find out. Because Fred Fred Taylor might be... If it goes from like seniority, he would be the first name I think. But then we're gonna have we're gonna have Pahokee people saying, "Wait, you're only giving us Q right now." (laughs) You know, Uh, you're there are a number of schools you make angry if you make it lopsided in terms of who you're putting in. That's very true. Yeah. So I just I don't know those first. I, and now I don't want to kick anybody out because I do know Santonio Holmes listens. So if I say, "Oh, Santonio can wait until the second induction class. Let's put Fred Taylor in," then He's going to be upset. You're going to hear it. And he knows my number. And so I don't want that. I don't want any part of that. Does he know where you live? No, no, I don't think so. Does he know where your kids go to school? (laughs) So Antonio's not like that. But I also don't want him calling being like, what does it matter with you? What about about, like Kelvin Taylor? Kelvin Taylor broke his his dad's record. Okay, so So wouldn't he? It was 2014. I was in eighth grade. My brother went to Glades Day, and all we knew was this kid's name, right? He ended the game with 42 carries in 300 yards, and nobody on South Fork touched him. Really? Touched him. He had ended up with five touchdowns, and South Fork actually won 58 to 55, but Kelvin wow. Taylor, talk about price of admission, in high school, yeah. Oh, yeah. they filled the stands just to see that kid get handed the ball. We covered a game. It was him against Village Academy where he had six touchdowns, mm. and uh, it was just man amongst boys. It was unfair. 
It really it, it was unfair, and it was a close game because think about it. Uh, uh, Glades Day is a tiny, tiny, tiny little school, and so you're having all those guys play both ways. And so every – I mean, they, they won state championships. They beat Jupiter Christian, but, man – that's a small roster, That's a, and they needed someone like Kelvin Taylor, but it wasn't fair, man. No, it, it just was, was not fair. There are some guys in high school, and I think especially at their running back position, that you can tell they're ready for the next level. Oh, yeah. Just by the way that they run, the way that they hit holes, you can tell their patience and whatnot. He wasn't your get to the left side of the field and cut back right and, and go. He was north and south, but he was well, uniform and structured with it. He reminded me of like a Leonard Fournette because that was more so my time. It was more so what I was paying attention to, but you knew he was, he was about well, that life. You know who? he was going head-to-head or more legs-to-legs with for the all-time Florida high school rushing record, right? Give me a second. Well, give me a hint. Uh, He is the best running back in the NFL now. Oh, okay. Alabama. Yeah. Derek. Tennessee. Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry. St. Augustine? Yeah, yeah. Him and Derrick Henry were back and forth most yards uh, in uh, their career in high school in the state of Florida. And Derrick Henry ended up coming out on top of that battle. They actually went head-to-head on ESPN on a, on a Friday night. So Now that's worth the price of admission. That right there, absolutely. That is worth the price of admission. Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. Still trying to uh, uh, regain Pat. He is lost somewhere between uh, Belle Glade and West Palm. We are trying to find him somewhere on Southern. We are trying. We are desperately trying to find him. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. WantToLawyerUp.com, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Uh, just got a text from Pat Cyrus. If you want to dial him back up and uh, see if we can uh, get Pat reconnected here. Uh, but Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, automobile accident, uh, motorcycle accident, boating accident. They've got all your personal injury matters taken care of at Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com. That's WantToLawyerUp.com. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. And hey, Pat's back. We have found him through the sugarcane fields. Between Bell Glade and West Palm, it is good to have them back. So while you were gone, Pat, while while you were missing, and we sent out our search party, uh, we were discussing who the first three inductees would be into the Muck Hall of Fame. Here are the names we came up with initially. Well, we okay? ended up with five. Uh, we ended up with five, but here are the three we would put in, meaning that we'll have to eliminate some. And I'm sure I'll get angry calls over this, but Pat, if you could judge this for us, okay? So yeah. our first our first three inductees are going to be. Uh, uh, Jesse Hester. Yep. Uh, we also said uh, Santonio Holmes. Yep. And we said Anquan Bolden. Okay. Those three names. Is that a fair opening three hypothetical induction into the inaugural Muck Hall of Fame? It sounds pretty reasonable, but you forgot the only Hall of Famer. Who am I forgetting? Ricky Jackson. Ricky Jackson, see? But that's what I'm saying, Stone. That's what I'm saying. This is impossible. Ricky Jackson, of course. And then I also didn't mention Fred Taylor uh, in that discussion as well. And so I, I, I just, I feel like this is a great thing because I can't believe there hasn't been a Muck Hall of Fame. And there are dozens and dozens of dozens of guys that deserve to be in the inaugural Hall of Fame class. This is super exciting, Pat. Yeah, it is. Uh, they're doing a great job, Jonathan Mann and uh, Mayor Wilson and everybody out in the muck. Uh, it's really exciting to when they're going to announce their committee is working on announcing the first class. The event's going to be on June 4th, and uh, then they're going to honor them again at the uh, 
the famous muck bowl. So a lot of stuff awesome. happening out in the muck. That is really, really good stuff. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Let's talk about another local and Lamar Jackson. I don't know if you heard the show Wednesday, but Wednesday I spent probably stone, what, the first 35 minutes of the show uh, saying that I'm concerned because Steve Bashotti, Ravens owner, is talking about how Lamar Jackson isn't approaching a new contract with any urgency. He's already in his fifth-year option. Stone did the math. Lamar, an MVP, a playoff winner, has only made about $10 million in his career to this point and there's no urgency to get a, a contract extension done I just feel like Lamar's being led astray and it's absolutely admirable but that he wants to he wants to play and he wants to earn it but we're talking about livelihood here I don't like this approach that Lamar is taking uh, just through talking to some people I know uh, familiar with the situation um, you know obviously he, he doesn't have an agent Right. He, he understands his worth, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see a number of a half a billion dollars come out. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just feel like if you were in his ear, and again, he doesn't have an agent. If you were in his ear, though, like I, I understand getting the fans on your side and ownership on your side, and uh, it's, well, Lamar just wants to play, and he wants to earn it, and that's what Steve Bishotti is saying. But this is also a guy who a lot of people depend on, and he he does good work down in Broward. He does good work when he comes down to Palm Beach County. I just feel like he doesn't understand the importance of helping himself right now. Well, yeah, I'm not in the the discussions with him, but I think that's where the, the conflict is. You see the numbers going out with, with all due respect about uh, Aaron Rodgers' money, but the Sean Watson with a $230 million Man. guaranteed deal with everything he's been going through. Lamar has been, as you said, nothing but a stellar community leader, a leader of that team, although injuries have affected him, none, none of his fault. Um, he deserves to be compensated. And like they say, the old saying, I read a book by Sumner Redstone, you know, Paramount, mm -hmm. uh, who said you can't you can't negotiate up. Yeah, yeah. So and it, it, that applies here. Let's start a figure that shocks the conscience, that shocks people's mind. Yeah. Take it from there. And I just, you mentioned the injuries, and that's the most important thing. There's an urgency. I would think there's an urgency for Lamar, considering he's coming off of an injury that ended his year last year. And you want to get yours before you take the contact like Lamar does, running to such a big part of his game. You don't want to miss out on money because of an injury. I just, I, I care about the guy. I want to see him get taken care of. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, want to lawyerup.com. Uh, Bruce Arians, I know that you've had relationships with him. Uh, he is deciding that he's going to hang it up from a coaching perspective. What is Bruce Arians' legacy going to be? Bruce, let, his, his legacy is he will tell you what he believes about you as a player. He will love you as a player, and he's a hell of a coach. He, he, there's nobody that he would not tell is not doing their job, and yeah. then coach him up. And that's his, that is uh, going to be his legacy, is that he didn't hide anything from his feelings. And every, I think everybody in the country and the world saw that when he confronted Tom Brady. Um, you know, it, it's like I've been watching that Lakers show where uh, Kareem in that show is kind of really standoffish. Yeah. Supposedly, the next episode, Magic confronts him. And so, uh, you know, Captain gets confronted by the rookie. And I think that's something with, with uh, Bruce Arians. I mean, you look at his history of who he was as a coach. Um, even though Brady came in there, Ken, there's no guarantee to win. And, that team won. 
Pat, uh, I'm glad that we found you uh, in the uh, sugarcane fields. Uh, congratulations on everything that uh, you've been able to assist with out in the muck. We'll talk to you next week. Drive safe and uh, have yourself an awesome weekend, okay? Uh, you too, Ken. Be safe. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. That'll do it for us. We're done here at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Thank you to Cyrus Wittig and the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Still on the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. Have a good weekend, brother. I will. It was good. Thanks for uh, taking your kid to school day. Hey. Taking, <laughs> taking your kid to work day. Now, now get on your plastic leash so I can lead you around the park. I'm <laughs> Ken Levicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.